Hello and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. Rick, happy new year. Our first story is a continuation of uh, a similar story that we've been talking about a better part of last year, and that is uh, the supply chain disruptions and the shipping shortages, especially the cost to ship containers uh, out of Asia. Uh, China to the U.S., those rates continue to climb. We did see a bit of a pullback in November, and a lot of that was, you know, post-Christmas goods making their way in the ocean. Uh, there was a lull, and now it's starting to pick back up right where we left off last year. Yeah, I think if if you were anticipating a, a drop off after Christmas season, I think we were you're maybe a little too early in that. Well, everyone says that it's going to start declining post Chinese New Year, which I believe is February 1st. Can't imagine it's going to be a, a sharp decline. I, I, I've got to imagine it's going to be sort of a slow, steady decrease after that. It's going to take some time. Yeah, there's a lot of kinks to work out in that supply chain. It's not like a suddenly, you know, millions of containers are going to be available. All right, and um, commercial crude inventories fell again last week, um, but that was actually offset by uh, a jump in fuel stockpiles. So crude inventories declined by about four and a half million barrels, um, which was 8% below average for this time of year. And gasoline inventories climbed by five and a half million barrels, um, which actually, when you look at it on a uh, annual basis, it's still, even though crude or um, distillates increased, um, it's still four percent below average for this time of year. Um, uh, that put oil prices um, still up; they're in the mid to high 70s now, almost $80 a barrel. So crude still continues to climb. Um, I think, uh, you know, tapping into the strategic reserves maybe helped a little bit, but hasn't really driven price down to the extent that I think uh, the government wanted to see. Yeah, it did drive down a little bit, but it seems like it's ticked back up again. So. <laughs> Not much relief at the pump. Just a blip. All right, and rail traffic definitely picked up towards the end of the year. We saw the week ending December 25th, we saw year-over-year -year rail traffic, uh, chemical rail car traffic increase 5.3%, which ends up putting it up 4.3% for the year through the first uh, 51 weeks. We don't have the official uh, year end numbers, but for a better part of the year, we saw it relatively flat compared to 2020, and a lot of that was because of the we had the 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 network largely shut down um, in late February, early March due to the deep freeze, and it finally saw some somewhat significant gains year over year. Yeah, I have a feeling with some of the. Um supply issues on the big commodity movers in the last year. I, I have a feeling these numbers are going to grow uh, quite a bit in 2022. 
All right. So, a uh, story um, it, within uh, basically about reshoring. Um, you know, resin supplies and other feedstocks, along with lower shipping costs, are driving some reshoring in Appalachia and other parts of the U.S. Um, so, there's uh, a trade group called Shell Crescent. Um, based in Marietta, Ohio. Uh, they're reporting that with the shell polymers plant opening up, it's a large polyethylene resin complex in Pennsylvania. It's going to be a huge boost for the region. Um, that plant is expected to sell uh, more than 3 billion pounds um, of PE, um, and it's set to open up in the first quarter of 2022. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, we hear a lot of talk about reshoring, and this is a group, Shell Crescent, that all they're all they're doing is focusing on it, specifically in the Appalachian region. And I think they're focused on the the three states of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And this new Shell facility will be outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I believe. So timely and and much needed for all the supply chain issues that we've been seeing for the last couple of years. Yeah, and my guess is we'll see more of this. All right, and moving on to M&A news. Uh, Hexion's back in the news again. We, we just talked about them only, gosh, it was uh, less, than a, less than a couple months ago, about how they were selling their epoxy resin business to Westlake Chemical. And I, I can't remember if that deal closed or if it was scheduled to close sometime soon here. But they're selling the rest of their business, essentially, to a private equity firm, American Securities, at a sale price of $30 per share, which I believe is a, a bit of a premium compared to where it was trading prior to the announcement. Um, and that puts a valuation on the remaining uh, Hexion business of $1.8 billion. And so the, what's left that's going to go to this private equity company, American Securities, is 1,300 employees. Uh, they've got $1.4 billion in sales. And this is largely from their adhesives business. So. Yeah, I think the the carving out of Hexion is finally complete. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I, I'd assume they keep the uh, the name Hexion around, but you never know. Um, but that's a, a company with a lot of history of change. Um, so um, it looks like this is the the final piece of that. All right, and a quick news story. So ADM has acquired a uh, Latin American company called Flavor Infusion International. Um, and uh, this is a move by ADM to broaden the scope um, in their flavor segment, which they're showing is high value. Uh, it's, you know, delivering profit growth from 15 to 20 per percent per year, uh, which is a very high growth segment for them. Yeah, no doubt. And sticking with food companies, Cargill just recently announced that they'll be buying Croda's, uh, I guess I'll call it bioindustrial business. I believe it's their PTIC performance technologies and industrial chemicals business um, with a valuation of $1 billion. And this is a cash debt-free um, acquisition. Obviously, Cargill, large company with deep, deep pockets. However, Cargill has done a number of investments that we've reported on here to bolster their bioindustrials business. So I, I think there's a bit of a race uh, between Cargill, ADM, and other 
you know, food, tr traditional food-based companies to get into bio-based uh, industrial chemicals. Yeah, I mean, it all makes sense. I think there's so much drive towards sustainability. And if you've got a bio-based uh, company and you can make that more vertical and create more functional products into the industrial markets, um, it's you're really taking advantage of your position there in the food food space. Yep, no doubt. Well, Rick, that's it for this week's story. Anything to add? Hope you had a happy new year. No, it was a great it was a great new year. Hope everybody is uh, safe. I see some of the uh, the snow. Hopefully you're not stuck on uh, the freeway in the snow right now. Uh, it's a pretty crazy situation there. Um, but all is good. Happy New Year, Mark. Happy New Year. Lots of snow from coast to coast. So that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch of Industry Reactions. Until then, stay safe. Take care.